This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. I would like to welcome David Abrams to Knowledge at Wharton today. He's a Wharton professor of business economics and public policy, and he's been conducting some interesting research around patent trolls and what is the value that they bring or don't bring to the table. Uh, there's uh, uh, a lot of different opinions. It's, it's kind of controversial. Uh, but thank you, David, for joining us to talk about this very interesting topic. Maybe we could start with uh, just getting... Uh, a straight definition of what a, a patent troll or an NPE is? Uh, so you, you think that's an easy first question, but it turns out even the definition uh, of, a, of a patent troll is a bit controversial. So um, they go by the, the name that gets used as patent trolls, NPE for non-practicing entity, PAE has become popular recently for patent assertion entity. But essentially what all these terms are trying to get at are uh, companies that hold patents, uh, that make their money uh, by using patents, but that don't make products that uh, involve those patents. All right. Well, then uh, maybe you could also now give us a summary of your research and what you've uncovered around this. Sure. Um, so I have a, a working paper um, called the NPE, Benevolent Middleman or Stick-Up Artist. <laughs> okay. And the title tries to capture what I think is, uh, are, are the two main competing theories uh, at the moment about how NPEs or patent trolls impact, um, impact innovation. Um, and the idea is uh, the Benevolent Middleman story um, which is one that's often told by economists, says that, look, uh, NPEs are simply uh, middlemen like in all kinds of markets, um, and we don't think middlemen are necessarily bad. In fact, they can improve efficiency by helping um, match up buyers and sellers, and of course, they're taking a cut for themselves while they're doing so, but they're not um, necessarily harmful. Contrast that with the stick-up artist idea, which is very popular now, especially in Silicon Valley, um, that patent trolls are, uh, are in inherently harmful, uh, that they are impeding innovation by uh, either suing themselves or extracting large licensing fees um, and making it very difficult for companies to innovate. And those are kind of the, the two dominant um, perspectives on, on NPEs that you hear nowadays. And uh, in this paper, which was co-authored with um, uh, University of Chicago professor Ufuk uh, Aksijit and uh, Penn uh, Econ grad student Gokhan Oz, uh, we try to uh, use uh, a really large empirical data set that, uh, that we got from NPEs um, to try to inform this question and look at it empirically. Basically, try to let the data help us understand something about this, this big argument. What would you say are the key takeaways from the research? Um, that uh, key takeaways are that <laughs> it's complicated. I think uh, 
things uh, in reality are a bit more complicated than they're often portrayed when people are arguing, often arguing out of self-interest or kind of ideological perspective. We come at it from a pretty neutral perspective and just trying to understand what uh, what is going on. Um, and we find um, a few things, um, and this work is still preliminary and we're still trying to make sure that, um, that we're understanding everything right. Um, uh, but one is uh, that it does look like there's some evidence that uh, for the middleman theory, um, and one of those pieces of evidence is that they seem to help um, reallocate patents uh, to, uh, to companies where they're most useful. And we can tell that by looking at uh, a measure that we have that gives us an idea of how, how central a patent is to a company's, um, to the company's work. And we find that the centrality um, increases uh, when you take the patent from who it originates from and, and, uh, and look at where it ends up being licensed to, that ends up in a place that's, where it's a bit more central, and therefore we would, we would argue probably more useful. Um, and so that, that points, I think, a bit towards the, the middleman theory. But we also have some other evidence um, about their effect that is um, that contradicts that a little bit, or at least supports the other theory, in that it looks like uh, patents get cited a little bit less after they get uh, acquired by NPEs. Um, and what that might mean is that other companies maybe get scared off of uh, these kind of patents and stop innovating and stop working in that area and therefore stop citing the patents that are acquired by NPEs. Um, so that gives a little bit of support um, for the, uh, the stick-up artist theory. And, and we have a few other pieces of evidence as well um, that, um, that kind of are suggestive of, of one or the other. So, Bottom line is we do a few different types of analyses to try to test and differentiate between these two different theories, and we find some some evidence that supports one, some evidence that supports the other, which, in my mind, tells us um, that things are that these two theories are are both too simplistic. Now, uh, just uh, by way of definition, you you mentioned patent citations. Patent citations, I, I believe, by that you mean uh, once a patent is filed, then, then how many subsequent patents that get filed cite that, that original patent? And that's important because why? Right. That, that's exactly right. Um, so every, every time someone files uh, a patent application, they cite the previous literature that they're building upon. Um, and that's often used, and this actually relates to a previous paper uh, that I've worked on um, uh, that more directly was examining citations, um, it's important um, because economists and, um, and business school professors and people who are interested in innovation and growth use this as their main measure of, uh, of the value of innovation. and. The notion is that if a lot of patents are citing a single previous patent, so that, that previous patent gets a lot of 
called forward citations. That means it's very valuable because a lot of people are building on it. Um, and so in the NPE paper, um, the fact that that might drop, the number of citations might drop, uh, could indicate that uh, you're inhibiting people from doing work in this area. Um, and just to say a little bit more about the, the other work about citations, um, it's something that's been used, like I, like I mentioned, across a, a variety of fields to, to proxy for the value of innovation um, just because of this notion that more citations has got to mean uh, that the underlying technology is more valuable. And we were actually able to test that hypothesis um, and find a relationship that's more complicated than has been widely believed, uh, that it's simply more citations equal more value. Um, and in fact, we, we found that sometimes highly uh, valuable patents actually don't receive that many citations. So that's, that was kind of a, a surprising finding in, in this other work um, using patent data. Uh, but in the first paper uh, that we discussed here, uh, were there any surprising conclusions there? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I, I, so I think the the fact that there is support for both uh, the the NPE as um, doing, let's say not good, at least not harm in kind of a middleman role, has got to be uh, surprising to a lot of people who are um, dead certain that they are, uh, that they are bad for the world. This doesn't mean that some of them or many of them might not be doing harmful things for the world, but at least um, in this kind of middleman function, uh, it seems like, uh, it seems like Helping to helping patents to get to firms where they're more likely to be useful, that seems more productive. And then at the same time, um, the support um, that they may also be inhibiting some kind of innovation, um, I think that's got to be surprising to the people who think, well, let the market function and, uh, and all will be well. Um, this shows us, well, not necessarily, and there's certainly uh, markets uh, markets where um, you see kind of uh, you see new innovation doesn't always doesn't always lead to greater efficiency. What would you say are some of the uh, practical implications for your findings for business or for consumers? Well, I'd say right now probably the biggest implication is for, it's actually for legislators, for congressmen who've been debating um, of, uh, several bills aimed at, uh, at reforming the patent law and particularly aimed at reining in NPEs. Um, so far, I think the major legislation hasn't passed, but this is something that's a real hot topic in Congress nowadays. And what this says to me is that the before you before you vote before you pass a law and before you make any major changes to patent law, we really need to learn more about uh, the impact of NPEs in markets. 
um, and need to think very hard about what the potential reforms may do um, to uh, to the existence of not not just the existence of, of uh, NPEs, but more importantly to the to the innovating companies and for the ability of maybe smaller uh, companies to to sell their um, uh, to sell their or license their patents um, and to potentially capitalize it, especially if they're up against much larger competitors. So I think that's where um, that's where this has uh, immediate impact. So it's going to matter to legislators. It's also going to matter, obviously, to um, inventors, um, both in in small entities uh, and in large ones. I think I think the bottom line is we need to know a bit more. So I don't think there's a clear um, outcome yet. At least I don't have. Uh, a clear notion yet, but I, I can say this, I don't think NPEs are all good or all bad, and any legislation premised on that, uh, on either of those views, is misguided. What sets your research apart from other analysis on this topic? Well, so the, the biggest thing that sets us apart is that um, I was uh, very lucky to be able to get so a, some large data sets from large uh, NPEs um, that gave me access to uh, individual level patent data uh, and licensing revenues and a lot of other information. Um, and that's just something that nobody uh, else has had access to before. And that's the only reason we're able to, to get this kind of insight uh, into these questions um, is because of the unique nature of, of the data. So um, my co-authors and I are, are doing everything we can to try to learn as much as possible um, from these data sets, because uh, it, is, it is something that um, these, these kinds of companies tend to be very secretive, um, and so it's not surprising that it's, it's unusual to get data directly from them to be able to study. And what will you look at next? How will you follow up on this research? Um, so um, there are a few other topics of interest. Probably the next one um, will be to try to uh, use machine learning um, and and maybe other approaches to try to find out um, what what makes for more valuable patents. Um, are there kind of uh, observable correlates um, that we can find either from patent data or industry data or otherwise um, that tends to make patents more valuable. And I think this is something that would be of interest to um, innovators and investors uh, um, and, and, of course, researchers as well. So that's, that's kind of the next uh, big question that's next on the list. All right. Terrific. Thank you for for speaking with us today, and uh, we look forward to finding out what your new discoveries will be. Okay, thanks a lot. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.